Thanks for tuning in to Babe Let's Talk with Maya and Ian Gardner. Being parents of six children and married for over 18 years, our hope is to give a refreshing perspective on hot topics and trending questions within relationships. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Today we're talking about being insecure in your relationship, whether you are the one that's insecure or you have a spouse that's insecure how we've dealt with that in the past and maybe some tips um, that can help you. Maybe our conversation can help you bring up some questions in your own relationship and deal with some issues that you may have or are realizing that you have. So Ian wanted to talk about insecurity. (laughs) Did I now? I thought you did. Um, Well, let me just take over. My pleasure. As a man growing, well, not growing up in West Philly. One second, um, just watching the. Um, when we started dating, uh, I was 19 years old, right? Yes. And we got married when I was 20, right? Yes. As a young man, starting a family with you, I really didn't know what I was getting into. I was one that was always confident in who I was, but you don't realize that the transitions and the things that you used to identify with, when those things are taken away, how it can make you feel vulnerable and insecure. For example, I always identified as a football player. When that was taken away from me, it made me insecure. Like, what was I supposed to do? Who was I supposed to become? Right? So... I'm dealing with insecurity of what I'm supposed to do with my life. At the same time, I'm in a relationship with you and building a marriage with you, trying to figure out when I don't know which direction I'm going. So everything, anything, any form of weakness that I felt, I would kind of hide away and push, brush it off because I never wanted to deal with the things that um, made me feel less secure as a man. Because I felt like you might, uh, if you were saying something, you were attacking me when you were more so expressing your expectation of who you thought I should be. And I wasn't fulfilling that role. Those insecurities build up. And and if you don't deal with them, it puts a heavy burden and weight on your relationship. How can I communicate with you if I'm not willing to communicate with myself and be honest with myself? So a lot of things that you wanted from me, I couldn't give to you because I wasn't even giving that to myself. Regardless of what it was, it affected every aspect of our relationship because I needed room to grow and to become the man that I needed to be. Um, But in that process, I was trying to be the man that you desired me to be, too. So it was like it was just a battle of dealing with your expectations and my expectations of who I should be and realizing the reality that I was not living up to those expectations. Well, I I know it's going to be rare that anybody in a relationship, especially at such a young age, it's going to be rare that you come into the relationship very secure because the relationship itself is going to challenge a lot of the confidence that you have as a person because you're learning 
about somebody else, as well as learning about yourself. And like you said, you are dealing with meeting or trying to meet someone else's expectations of you. So for me personally, I was insecure on in on multiple levels because I did not know really know who I was I grew up in a pretty strict religious home at least that's how I feel now (laughs) it was pretty strict I mean I was I was pretty sheltered so for me going into a relationship with you especially in college we met our freshman year and we started dating what the second semester of our freshman year yeah so we were still pretty young and for me i was fresh into independence so i really didn't know who i was i didn't know really the things that i wanted to i didn't know even the career path that i wanted to choose in college because i didn't really know what i enjoyed doing i was so used to doing what I was told to do and used to being that quote unquote good girl being that person that you know had an image to live I, up to. I had an image to live up to I'm a, a pastor's kid I'm a preacher's kid so being you know the daughter of a preacher I had some expectations that were put on me just in that role in itself so I was so used to just kind of doing what I was told. So when I went to college, it was kind of like, wow, this, I've got, you know, this little piece of independence. What am I supposed to do with it? Like, I I really didn't know what I enjoyed to do. Didn't know what I liked. Didn't know, didn't really have a a sense of, of fashion. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I just, I kind of, I never really got to explore those things. So everything was really new to me. Um, because I was making a lot of those decisions by myself now. I didn't have anybody saying, well, you should do it this way. And this is what we expect you to do. So I was making a lot of decisions on my own that was brand new. So I was insecure with my career choice. I was insecure, you know, with being a woman, being myself. So when we got together and we started dating, you kind of brought a level of comfort for me because I was like, okay, great. You know, I don't have to do this alone now. I can still have that voice in my ear saying, well, what about this? Or what about that? But that brought a lot of challenges because I wanted that independence. Um, So when it came to our relationship and we talked about this previously, you having friendships with females Oh, me? Yeah, you. <laughs> I was very insecure because it challenged me and the role that I thought I should be feeling. So when you had female friends and, you know, I thought that they were threatening in some kind of way, I'm like, okay, well, why does he need a female friend if I'm here? Like, I didn't, I didn't understand why you needed female friends because I'm like, okay, well, what role are they feeling that I'm not? And why don't you tell me what role that is so I can feel it? And when you say that, it makes me think of, you could ask me that question back then and I couldn't answer it because I didn't understand Mm -hmm. um, that dynamic about what was the desires that were in me. The, the reason why I wanted and I pursued and I had female friends and um, being affected with losing my mom at 12 
and not really having the opposite sex in my life like that, I yearned for those kind of connections. So for me, I never understood how that can make you insecure, you know, until later on in our marriage. So it was like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Like, I was not really smart about that because we would have those conversations and you would express yourself to me about this. And I'm like, man, I, I got really defensive and I never just listen to you and just say okay she has a problem with this how about you listen to her and really understand where she's coming from but instead I was just really defensive almost like you're taking away a toy or something yeah but I also could not express to you why I had these feelings Mm -hmm. so when somebody says hey (laughs) you need to stop talking to this person your natural reaction is going to be why Mm -hmm. if I say Ian you can't eat sausage for breakfast anymore why why not like so when you asked me that I really didn't have an answer I just knew that it made me feel some type of way because I felt like I was not living up to my part in the relationship well he has to have female friends like what am I not doing so I mean hindsight is always 2020 yeah but I, I would not have even been able to I couldn't even give you an answer as to why it was just like well like you know so what I mean? we are, it's basically we're both in a place of not knowing mm-hmm. and having answers we're both young but the one thing that we had is we had love we loved each other and we were committed to one another but we didn't know how to deal with ourselves like you said with your background where you were coming from and my background mm-hmm. like coming from two different backgrounds of you felt over sheltered and I, you know, doing a lot of things on my own at a young age. Like I grew up so fast, not having no curfews and not having um, that kind of structure mm-hmm. where the discipline was constantly over my head. Like I felt I was grown yeah. at like 16, 17 years old. Mm-hmm. Like I was making adult decisions at that age. So I never had to um, go through some of the things you went through. And like I said, too, I was so used to people telling me either what they wanted me to do or telling me what they thought I should be doing, that that's kind of what I expected when we got into our relationship. Like, okay, well, not that I wanted you to be a dictator, but I thought, okay, if he tells me what he wants from me, then I'll be that. And that's what a relationship is. Um, but if there was ever a time where you couldn't express what you needed or you didn't expect something from me, you maybe expected it from a female friend or another friend or a family member that wasn't me. I didn't understand that. I'm just like, okay, what am I doing wrong? Like, just tell me what to do. But, um, I will say that when we became parents, we got married in October, 2000, we got pregnant in March, 2001. We had our first son, December 2001. (laughs) Like, we became parents very quickly. So, I was not insecure with being a mom. I knew that I was going to do anything and everything I could to be this child's mom and the best mom that I could ever be. So, I was not insecure in that. But it also, at the same time, kind of swept some of the other issues and some of the other insecurities that I had under the rug temporarily because I'm like Uh oh well look I got a new role like (laughs) I don't know what it is that you want or what you need but I got a child now so 
all of that, I was just like, okay, well, I'll get to all of that later. Let me just be a mom. <laughs> so temporarily, it was like I was okay for a little while because I'm like, I got a new role. Like, there's nothing more important to me than being this little boy's mom. So nothing else really mattered at that point. Um, but later on, you know, some of those issues started to come back up and it and it wasn't I didn't express them the same way it wasn't like no I don't want you having female friends again or like we didn't rehash some of those same conversations but you know I started to become insecure in who I was in our relationship because I felt like I wasn't myself and that was something that I needed to deal with and when I did I would come to you and I would just talk like I would want to have conversations and just be like this is who I was. This is who you thought I was. This is who I told you I was. But look, this is who I really am. And that was a very vulnerable time for me. I was very insecure. Um, I was on a path to becoming more secure and more confident in who I was. But at that time, I was so vulnerable. But the blessing for me was that you had such an open heart. And I'm saying this because I feel like anybody that is secure in, in a relationship, mm-hmm. you need somebody that's going to be like, just get out whatever it is you got to get out. If you need to talk, let's talk. I'm not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not, you know, running away from you. I'm not, this is not going to change my perception of you. You just had a very open heart and you would just let me talk and you would just kind of process it and, I don't know if there were ever things where you were like, oh my gosh, what is wrong with this lady? <laughs> Which probably was, but... <laughs> but I I could not have asked for a better spouse, a better partner to be with in that vulnerable time for me because you were just like, hey, like... <laughs> and I will say this. When I think about that time that you're talking about... Um, I was afraid. I can't say I wasn't afraid of what you were, what, what I was going to hear because mm-hmm. I didn't know um, what was what your struggles were and what you were going through. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that made me very vulnerable. But in the same breath, it pushed me closer to God in a way where God was just showing me his grace in a, in a special way, which allowed me to open my heart towards you. He said, I love this woman. And you already knew that when we got married, I wasn't going to get a divorce. Mm-hmm. I was not going to leave you. Like, I felt you would leave me because, of, you know, my my craziness. But I'm not leaving. Even though I could say that, it was, like you said, until there was a, a place where you actually revealed exactly who you were mm-hmm. even even to say i don't know who i am mm-hmm. which is very hard to say to anybody that allowed you to see oh he's not really gonna leave mm-hmm. you had it was it was not that my words meant anything it's, it was only until your words you expressing yourself and then seeing my response based off of what you say that allows you to see, oh, I can be more secure. I can I can be confident that I can grow with him. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to run away or or go in a different direction than he's in. And I, I think that that is 
something that's unfortunate a lot of times these days is is um, a lot of couples start off with divorce as an option uh-huh. in their heads. You know what I mean? They're yeah. not maybe not discussing it, saying, "Okay, well, I mean, I I kind of feel like." A prenup kind of prepares you for divorce because you're like, I mean, not that it's not necessary. I think it's important, especially when you're dealing with um, finances. Mm-hmm. Um, but it kind of makes you think, well, if this ever happens, there's a plan B. Yeah, I have a plan B if anything ever happens. But for us, we both had that discussion that once we got married, <laughs> we were married. Yeah. Like, Divorce was not an option. It was not even a discussion. It was like, you know, we're in this. So that had a big part in me being able to be open and honest with you. And I mean, little things, it wasn't like really huge life-changing things, but you know, just things like, like I said, I grew up in a very strict religious home. So drinking alcohol was not okay in our home. And some of them there are, but in, in my house, in my upbringing, it was very strict. So alcohol was not even a question. And I was just like, you know, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Uh-huh. And if I ever wanted to try one, I would try one. You know, I would try a drink here or there or whatever. Like, I I did not have the same feelings um, about alcohol that I was taught. So for me, that was a huge confession. Maybe not to most or to some, but for me... That was huge because I grew up completely different. Whereas you growing up, you know, it was a tradition to have alcohol at weddings or parties or things like that. It wasn't a big deal. But for me, I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then and then in that same breath, you already know that I'm not drinking, you know. Yeah. So you're looking like, oh, yeah, he doesn't. You have made the decision yeah. not to drink anymore. Yeah, I, I hadn't drunk, drunk since college. So you're dealing with the dealing with that battle like oh like he's not gonna do it Mm -hmm. is he gonna accept me doing something that he doesn't believe in Mm -hmm. doing yep so it was like i said it was a a sense of comfort becoming myself and being open and honest with you because we had already had that discussion that divorce is not an option and that's something that i think is so necessary in a relationship period but especially when you have insecurities when you have things that you know you have to confess or become open and honest or you just have growing to do in I general gonna, i was gonna say because saying that divo- divorce is not an option makes it 10 times harder because you're literally saying man, this is difficult. This is hard. Mm -hmm. And I'm not leaving. Yeah. I'm not going to run away because everything else, when it comes to dealing with insecurities or being vulnerable, especially as a man, you sweep that stuff away or you hide it. You put it in a closet. You don't deal with it. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to be tough. You're supposed to just keep moving forward. Don't worry about, yeah, I messed up. I don't care. I'm going to push that to the side. Mm -hmm. So, you're angry you're you're upset Mm -hmm. and you have to deal with it because you're not leaving you're not going away so that's the difficult part but once you get beyond those initial feelings you get to a place where 
you find love in a deeper and a more meaningful way Mm -hmm. because you find it beyond your insecurities or your vulnerabilities. That is a place of true peace, a place where you can truly grow in your relationship. Mm -hmm. That was a place I needed to get to because we had that discussion that divorce was an option, but knowing your personality and knowing how quickly you can quit on something you know, I'm like, man, I mean, I'm there's, a some thing, <laughs> there's some things that if I, if I did this, if I cheated on her, if I did this, she's leaving me. <laughs> like, there ain't no, there ain't no forgiveness. It ain't no nothing. You gone, I you mean, cut off. I mean, there's always and, special circumstances. And, and, this, I, and you would tell me, you would tell me, you told me when we first got married, you did this, I'm leaving. You do this, I'm leaving. Like, you would tell me stuff, like, just, you know, just... As a, was, as a way of protecting yourself, I was going to say, that was a part of my insecurity. Me building that false security around those insecurities was me saying, okay, you ever cheat on me, you know, I have, I'm insecure with you being around other women, hanging out with other women. So if you ever cheat on me, we're done. You know what I mean? Yeah. At the same time, I'm, I don't want to divorce. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't want that to be an option, but I would say those things to kind of give me that false security yeah that i needed and it worked no i'm like <laughs> but when you were saying those things and, and and like you said protecting yourself protecting your heart in my eyes i was looking like man i don't i don't want to do any of those things you know i don't want to be in those situations but i remember having a conversation with you after you know we were opening up and finally being truthful and honest about our emotions and and confessing you know different scenarios and things i remember you telling me and if you ever cheated on me i'm not gonna leave you and i was just like what who's this lady this ain't that ain't this is she she is trying to trick a brother like i'm like "Uh uh-huh like you know like yeah i i it was hard that was really that was like really hard to believe at first but then when i went away from you and i was just kind of thinking about what you said it took the weight and the burden away Mm -hmm. and allowed me to because that's what happens is that when you tell somebody you better never do this Mm -hmm. then it becomes something that is almost like a weight over you like well i can't look i can't i can't touch like almost like when my mom i go to the store growing up don't touch nothing Mm -hmm. If you touch anything, you gonna get it. So you just stay out you break the store. It, I buy it. I you have stay to out buy the store it. so you don't tempt yourself. Yeah, you don't want to be in the store. Like I don't like going shopping. That's what I told my mom. I don't want to go to the store because I knew that if I went to the store, I'm gonna to touch it. Mm-hmm. So don't let me go in the store because I'm that kid that's gonna to touch it and break it. Mm-hmm. So you telling me those things was like, oh man, I don't want to put myself in any kind of position where that would happen, and the weight was on me and temptation. It's, it's something you deal with because of law. Mm-hmm. That law of somebody saying, don't do this. Mm-hmm. Now you're thinking about doing something that you really don't want to do. Mm-hmm. But then when you opened up and said that you wouldn't leave me if I if that happened, it opened my heart to a place where it actually took away the weight and that mm-hmm. burden of trying to live up to that expectation that you have for me, that law and it gave me a place of of realizing the desires of what I wanted, which was to be committed to you, mm-hmm. not to have eyes for another person, 
but just beginning to the point that I love. Like, I love you. I don't love other women. Mm -hmm. So now there's no law and there's no burden. In the church world, if you talk about grace, people say, you can't just do whatever you want. Yeah. It's the same thing in marriage. People, like it's a pass or a ticket to just go. Yeah, like, it's, it's because we're insecure and we don't trust ourselves. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that when you open up that door and you tell somebody that you're not going to leave them. I want to, I want to be better because you love me mm-hmm. you're unconditionally. There's no condition connected to your love for me and when we first got married and in our relationship there was a lot of conditional love Mm -hmm. because we had never really opened our hearts to unconditionally loving ourselves right i think when you started to love yourself and you started to open up and say you know what i have to be me and and i had to get beyond the opinions of everybody else and you started just to be yourself and say you know what ian's not gonna like some of the things i say but I'm going to say it anyways. And I was I was comfortable taking that journey. Whereas before, I didn't even move a foot. It was just like, you know, I guess, <laughs> I guess I'll just have to be this way the rest of my life. But I, I was getting to the point where I was just, I was okay with taking that journey. Whether I was, whether I had figured out who I was or on the path to figuring it out. I was okay with that. And, and I will say a about that when I said that you could cheat on me and I wouldn't leave you I really wasn't saying no I'm just playing I I had reached a point where that insid- that was Jesus saying it, it wasn't you was <laughs> that it? was not me talking okay <laughs> it was prophesying <laughs> um but I had reached a point where the insecurities that I had with you being around other women, hanging out with other women we even had a an, another topic that we talked about um just having friends or something. I can't remember what we were talking about, but anyways, Mm -hmm. um, I had reached a point where that was no longer an insecurity for me. You being around other women, working with them, hanging out with them. It no longer challenged me in my position in your life because I was becoming who I was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And my confidence in who I am and who I was going to become, who I am becoming, trumped that. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, well, if something like that ever happened, it's no longer, it, it it's not a flaw of mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a flaw of yours. Yeah. And it's something that I'm willing to recognize as a flaw in you. And I'm willing to work through it. Now, I'm not going to accept abuse, um, not physical abuse, but being disrespected in my marriage i'm i'm not going to just allow you to bring home a woman every night or go out every night and sleep with other women that's that's not my point my point was i am and i missed the point i missed that missed it (laughs) (laughs) i i was simply saying that man (laughs) if that ever happened i'm not owning that it's not mine Mm. it's yours so just like any other flaw if you leave a sock in the bathroom on the floor or if you know what i mean those things they no longer challenge who i am so if something like that ever happened i love you my love for you and my love for myself trumped anything else and everything else so that was easy for me to say in that moment i don't know if i could say it now 
but I, <laughs> in that I was moment, gonna, I was it was gonna, I was totally honest yeah. and truthful in saying it. That's the that's the thing is that in those moments when you speak something, it's not that you're creating a new law. Mm-mm. It's not like you know what I'm saying. Well, remember when you told me this? You said I could, and if I did this, you would accept mm-hmm. me. Or, like it doesn't give me a license to go out there and just do something because that's not love right that's not loving and cherishing but it's basically what you were saying is that if you make a mistake Mm -hmm. you don't have to clean this up alone Mm -hmm. i'm here for you even if that means you go away or you have to separate for a second i'm still not leaving you right you know what i'm saying my heart is still towards you and Mm -hmm. i think that's one of the biggest things that in relationships is it's a place of feeling insecure that your wife really is there for you mm-hmm. unconditionally mm-hmm. and it's it's something that's not taught it's experienced right because a lot of times you can say love your spouse unconditionally mm-hmm. but you have to experience forgiveness betrayal rejection all these di- different things that really are painful and hurt you to the core mm-hmm. to get to the place where you're like, man, I still, I'm still in love with this crazy I person. I still like, love this person. Why? Or, why? or for me, I, if I make mistakes, I'm like, why is she still here? Mm-hmm. How in the world can she allow herself to be with me when I'm imperfect? Mm-hmm. You know, even in spite of, you know, that person might like you might be upset at me, you might not, 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 not like me very much. <laughs> but to know that at, at the end of the day, when the dust settles, you're still there. Mm-hmm. That's what's secure. That's what makes me secure because it's not based off my performance anymore. Right. So I might not wash all the dishes. I might not wash the dishes right. I might not wash all the clothes. I might like whatever it may be. You're still there. Mm-hmm. You're still, your heart is still towards me. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel this is so important because I'm just thinking about some of the conversations I had with other men, knowing that they hurt, yeah. but they can't tell their wife because their wife, they don't feel will listen. Yeah. They don't feel that their wife will be supportive of who they are. Mm-hmm. So they hide it. Mm-hmm. That's a horrible place to be, yeah. but it's Vice it's versa. a reality. Yeah. It's a reality, and like you said, I mean, women probably feel the same way with their husbands, feeling like, oh, he's not listening to me because I know for me, I didn't listen. You know, it's almost like somebody throwing a rock at your head. Eventually, maybe I need to pay attention. Maybe I need to listen to what this person's trying to tell me. Mm-hmm. And I will say too, I'll throw it in that I don't know if you caught this either when I said that. Um, about loving you regardless of your mistakes I was also building I was also giving myself grace that man Maya if you ever make a mistake it's okay life will go on you can do better you can make a different decision the next time what what is life without growth you know what I mean what is life without mistakes like having a family and children you know you you get to experience a lot of mistakes in life yeah you don't grow without mistakes my, my child 
learning how to drink from a cup meant there were a lot of spills at first. You know what I mean? But you're giving them the room to learn and practice and grow and become a pro at it. Now, everybody drinks from a cup. It's not a sippy cup anymore. It's not a bottle. Everybody drinks from a cup. But how would they have been able to learn had I not given them the room to make mistakes? And that was really my heart in that moment for you and myself to say, you know what? This life is all about a journey and we're going to make some mistakes. We're going to have some bumps in the road. And But what's most important is that number one, we're here for each other. We're supportive of each other and we love each other and we give each other the room to keep going. It's a journey. That's what I was realizing is, man, this life is a journey. It's not about um, one incident over the other mm-hmm. or, you know, seeing life uh, in in moments. It's about the big picture. It's about allowing your husband or your wife to get to the place where they they may make a few mistakes, but they realize in the end, man, I cherish this woman over any other woman. I cherish this man over any other man. I cherish this relationship over any other relationship. And that's really where my heart was in that moment was like, man, we, we all need grace. Like when you're growing up, a lot of your insecurities aren't dealt with because you're not allowed to express yourself. Mm-hmm. Like your parents, and I'm thinking about myself and my kids, I'm like, man, I have to allow my kids to express themselves because I have to break that cycle that I might not have had. Mm-hmm. Even though with my dad, you know, I could say a lot. <laughs> but I'm more so. Yeah, had that yeah, experience. you maybe you. But I'm saying, <laughs> but I'm saying, I'd want my kids to have that same. Uh, like sometimes the kids might not know how to articulate themselves, mm-hmm. but you have to listen and allow them to get it out. Let them get their words out, just like you're allowing me to get words out and and allow you the floor to get express yourself. My kids need that because they're going to be grown just like we we are. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be like, man, I'm insecure about this. Well, they don't have to. If they deal with it now, Mm -hmm. when they turn 20 years old, they'll have other obstacles they can they can go after. But they can at least be secure in who they are Mm -hmm. because they're able to express themselves. And I would say, too, when it comes to insecurity um, in a relationship with your spouse, if if your spouse is insecure, um, I think it's going to be easier for you to see that if you do take the time to listen and see, Okay, don't don't take everything personally. There was a lot of things that I expressed to Ian that he may have been able to see or realize sooner if he had realized I wasn't trying to attack him personally and vice versa. If I had just sat and listened and realized, okay, he's not trying to attack me. So maybe there's some, other, maybe there's some underlying issues that he's dealing with. And I would have been able to give him some room to express himself. And, you know, we could have dealt with some of the insecurities sooner, but I would say, like I said, if you have a spouse that's insecure, listen let them speak and and don't internalize everything just let them talk let them get it out and that's gonna I believe it's gonna allow you to see things and be more supportive of them and help build their confidence in who they are and their place in your relationship because you can see that 
you know, hey, you've, you've stepped back and you're like, oh, okay. All right. Well, I, I know this is what they're saying, but I believe this is really what's going on. So let me give them some room and, you know, you can kind of help out differently, <laughs> differently than being combative. In our experience, one thing that I learned was to let you express yourself without giving my opinion. Not always being opinionated mm-hmm. about things that you're expressing. Mm-hmm. Like you might be emotional or expressing yourself about something that has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. Or it may have to do with me. But not always having to. Like I feel like when we give opinions. Like if I give my opinion on something. Mm-hmm. I want. You, I, it's almost like I'm in, I want to influence you to see things my way. Mm-hmm. And if you don't see it my way. Then I get defensive. Because I'm like oh man like. You don't see what I'm talking about? This is what I'm trying to say. Like, Mm -hmm. I think when you allow that person to speak and express themselves without giving your opinion, that meaning unwanted opinion. Like, if you don't want to hear me say something, let me just listen to what you have to say. And then I can make moves accordingly. Mm -hmm. I can take action without necessarily attaching myself to what you're saying. Like, you're saying something and they're not attacking me, but you're just saying it. I take in your words, but then my response is my own. Mm-hmm. But I don't have to attach myself to what you said to a place where I become defensive. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not defensive, then I can actually listen to what you say and grow. Mm-hmm. If you if you point out my mistake, if I'm just trying to defend, like, oh, no, that's not a mistake. No, 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 no. I'm not really going to hear you. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's only until I'm able to hear what you're saying, and then be like, okay, let me go deal with this a, 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 away from you. You know, oh, it is a mistake. But be, but if I'm defensive, then if it comes out that you were right, now I gotta come and say, hey, babe, I'm sorry. Like you, you were right. You know what I'm saying? I had to learn. I, that's. I'm just saying that I had to learn that the hard way. Like. A lot, of a lot of times that that <laughs> what we're talking about how to deal with things we learn that from the experience and yeah. if it's something that can help somebody else i would love for it to you don't have to experience some of the things that we experience um i would rather you not but it that's what it took for us we had to go through things in order to get to this place where we have this understanding and there are going to be couples who may just have to experience it. You know, you learn from that growth, but there are going to be some who can take some of the things that we're saying and apply it and, and, you know, allow it to benefit their relationship. Listening to your partner, listening to your spouse is going to be a huge piece of building confidence and security in the relationship in itself and everybody's got their own personal issues insecurities to deal with but when it comes to being in a relationship knowing that your spouse is going to listen and hear you out is huge for me it was for me personally communication trumps everything in a relationship (laughs) um you just have to have honest communication. Um, but I think communicating with your partner or your spouse is important because you may be able to help me through my insecurity by communicating with me saying, you know, maybe saying, well, what is it that I can do to help you? 
there may be a resolution there that I'm aware of, but if I don't feel like you're supportive, mm-hmm. then why would I even communicate that to you? You know, but mm-hmm. if you're like, you know, babe, you, you really don't enjoy your cooking. Like, and I'm like, well, you know, well, if you sent me to a cooking class, that boom, right there, that's support. Mm-hmm. Fine. I'll, I'll, here's some money. Find you a cooking class or here. I'll look it up. You know, I love Italian food. Let me send you to this Italian cooking class or something like mm-hmm. just communicating. Honest communication uh, is going to be a huge part. But being open and honest about it is going to get you this, to the place where you can be supportive in some type of way. And sometimes it's just asking the person straight up like well how can I support you and and they may not always know you did that a lot of times for me like okay wait well what do you need me to do I don't know but the fact that I knew that you were going to support me in any way that would help me gave me the freedom to search it out to be like okay well what what can help me in this what can help me in my situation and then when I found something I'd be like oh well let me do this can I try this and you're like yeah sure what do you need what what can I give you to help you do that and just being honest with that person and asking them they may know they may not but knowing that you're going to support them either way is going to be huge hopefully this conversation can help you in your relationship in some of the issues that you may have, or maybe it's exposed some issues that you didn't realize were there. But hopefully we've helped you in some kind of way. And we can't wait until the next one. Thanks for listening to the Babe Let's Talk podcast. If you enjoyed our conversation, don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star rating on iTunes. Visit babelesstalk.com to learn more about our podcast or to submit a question or a topic for future podcasts. Thanks again for tuning in.